0: Talk seven seventy AM ninety two point five FM WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. Solid conservative and just plain right. And yes, we do have T-shirts being made right now that say just that. We also have some that say Right Side Ruffians on the back. So yeah, we we got some, we got some shirts being made. You're gonna enjoy those. Hey, folks, listen, I got to tell you real quick about my friends at eTaxBreaks, eTaxBreaks.com. What a cool business. And I know these people personally, 23 years of experience. And what they do is they basically find money for your business that you didn't know was there. Did you, I know I got your attention then, didn't I? Find money for your business simply because of the common sense ways you've been running your business. Like, who did you hire? Did you keep your uh, employees uh, engaged during the, um, uh, the, the pandemic? Did you survive a... Um, Uh, a natural disaster? Did you put yourself in a geographic location that you didn't realize qualified you for tax credits or incentives? All I'm saying is, 3,000 programs out there, and they are experts at finding money that you qualify for that you didn't know you qualified for. And they only get paid if they find you money. So check them out. Go to etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. All right, so I played that that clip from Trey Gowdy. And I, and I said earlier, uh, right, right after that, it just, it just galls me that we are negotiating with the Taliban right now. We're asking them for the opportunity to please come and get our people. Well, forget that. How about this? How about we do what I said before? Get a couple of those PSYOP trucks that have the speakers on them. Back them up to the wall right inside the, uh, the gate of the airport and just announce in no uncertain terms, Hey, Taliban, at so-and-so time, we are leaving the gate. And by God, we're coming to get our people and if you stand in our way, we will kill you. And if you still continue to oppose us, we'll kill you twice. I mean, that's that's who we are as a nation. All right, there is no reason in the world we should be negotiating for an opportunity just to get our own people back from the same people who helped kill our people for the last twenty years, not including or including, by the way, nine eleven. Uh, it just it just it just rips me. And uh, I got some things on the hey, What were you saying, Copper? Um, during the break, you had a quote from. Um, Uh, a Roman citizen. Tell me that again. Oh, yeah. A famous quote during the Roman Empire was, I am a Roman citizen, or civus Romanus sum. Basically, you could travel from one end of the Roman Empire to the other, and if you said that phrase, no one would touch you because they knew that the Roman legions would come and wreck them if they messed with you. (laughs) Where is that tenacity, that strength? I mean, they did it with swords. We have missiles why are we letting them mess with us well i love the idea uh, I, I like the way you phrased it they will come and wreck you <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but you know what that's actually what the apostle paul said remember that uh, uh when after paul i believe he had been beaten and imprisoned and then mm. he announced uh i'm a roman citizen and his jailer feared for his own life at that point mm. um and and then of course paul was granted the opportunity to go and have an audience uh in rome or in um, yeah, go ahead. or remember that the hijacking by Somali pirates of the that ship, the the Marisk, Alabama, and yeah. the entire the Navy went after these four pirates and destroyed them to rescue these few sailors. I don't think there've been any pirate sightings or attacks on our ships since. Well, then. There's, they're they're still out there, but they uh, they also got the they also got the picture. Yeah. and and uh, and you're right. I mean, it's exactly right. And 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 there's there is a um there is no wrong in having what I call peace through strength. There's, there's nothing wrong with having peace through strength. And, but when you have strength, you have to be willing to back it up. You know, it's like that old, uh, that old thing about uh, uh, don't, don't, don't draw that sword unless you intend to use it. Well, all we're saying here is Biden has never had the ability to uh, or the opportunity to lead and it's becoming very apparent. And we're seeing something right now, a new story coming out, uh, several news stories over the weekend. I'm looking at one right now. So here we were, President Biden, in one of his briefings last week, he said, um, where was it? He said that the, uh, there was no indication that the Taliban would be able to take over in a short amount of time. All right. In fact, uh, the quote in this article I'm looking at, this one came off of Fox uh, by Jessica Chesmar, the, the quote that I'm looking at. Uh, When confronted by a reporter who said, your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse, Biden fired back at the time saying, that is not true. Okay. Well, then over the weekend, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said, uh, yes, they did have intelligence assessments that indicated that the Taliban were likely to uh, regain control of the entire country. Potentially, he said, uh, from one to two years to, you know, several months. One to two years to several months. Well, several months is a pretty short amount of time. I mean, that's a nothing burger right there. And it wound up being eleven days. So I guess the, the translation here, get out your secret decoder ring. If if you see an assessment that says eleven months or or you know a matter of months, just go ahead and whittle that down to about one tenth of that time. Um and, and, and so but Biden at the same time is saying, that's never happened. Well apparently it did happen, and now his own staff is beginning to come out and say it. And, and, and listen, we're seeing more stories in this. So Secretary of State Blinken, he said this weekend, he admitted that he got a cable from the, I believe it was from the Kabul embassy. And, and I forgot what they call it. It went through a special, um, uh, a special cabling that they use in the Department of State. Um, I think it's called a dissent, where basically you have the ability to express your concerns freely without attribution. And, and, and he got the cable and he said, we read it. We, we did. And well, the cable expressed the fact that it was believed that the, the Taliban were indeed uh, just very short distance away from Kabul and capable of taking over. How about this? Blinken, Secretary of State Blinken, also admitted that al-Qaeda is not gone. That You heard me. That al-Qaeda is not gone despite the fact that uh, uh, the President of the United States said that al-Qaeda is no longer in Afghanistan. I mean, this is, just, this is just nuts, what we're seeing here right now. And, and it goes on and on and on. And, and then on top of that, uh, not on Fox, where was this one? Oh, gosh, I think this one was on uh, ABC or NBC, Secretary of State Blinken making the Sunday morning rounds. Uh, he was literally asked by the anchor, so are you telling me that we are negotiating with the Taliban for the opportunity to get our people out? His response was, well, they are the ones in charge right now. Did you hear that? So we have gone from there is no threat of them taking over to uh, assessments also saying, oh, by the way, yeah, they can take over to they did take over. And now we're negotiating because in the Secretary of State's words, well, they are the ones in charge right now. That's what this means. Now, what does all this mean to you? I'm going to come to that here in a second, but I do see I have a caller on line one. So let me go ahead and do this. Let me get a call from Zach over at Muscle Shoals. Hey, Zach, Phil Williams here at Right Side Radio. Uh, What you got, man? Hey, Bill. First, uh, congratulate uh, Copper for me uh, on a good program yesterday. I'll do it. I'll do it. She hears you right now. Oh, thank you. Okay. Good enough. And uh, i I'd like to paraphrase a letter that I read years ago, and it was written by an Army officer serving in the Middle East, writing to his brother, who was a senator. And he said, our morale is still good, although our mission is very cloudy. We do not really know what we're supposed to accomplish here. And things get more and more confused every day. So remember this that if you sent us out into the desert to die for no good reason, then beware the rest of the legions, because when we return to Rome, there will be a reckoning. <laughs> that, was a, that sounds like a letter that goes way, way back, Zach. Um, sure does. Hey, man. Sure does. Yeah, thanks for the call. Good, good call, Zach. You sound like a right side ruffian, and we appreciate you over there, Muscle Shoals. Thank you for calling into the show. Well, listen, um... Folks, what does all this mean to you? I mean, so I'll tell you what it means to you. Right now, what we're looking at is that the just, I mean, just in the last hour, it was confirmed, and I'm looking at it right now, it was confirmed that uh, August 31st may actually not be the deadline to get our people out. That the Pentagon may ask Biden to stay in Afghanistan past August 31st, but won't retake Bagram Air Base to speed up the evacuations. So the Pentagon may stay past August 31st. Well, I got news. I'm glad to hear it because the calendar pullout is never the most uh, uh, advantageous means of keeping your enemy at bay, all right? If they know you've got a calendar date, they work with the calendar. If they know it's conditions-based, they have no choice but then but to work with the conditions. The only condition for which we should pull out completely is the rescue of all of our people, to include those who worked with us that are Afghans. All right, so what I'm saying here is It looks like it may be extending past August 31st. How does that apply to you? Well, right now here at Redstone Arsenal, we have Army Material Command. You cannot imagine what it takes to maintain just even the scope of what we're doing right now. Just the constant flights, the wear and tear on parts, the fuel, the manpower, the beans, the bullets, all of it. Material Command is jumping through hoops right now, making sure that they have supplied every bit of the log train necessary to keep this mission viable. And then on top of that, I guarantee you, there are secondary and, and tertiary uh, uh, plans already being laid. In the event something goes south, what do we do? Do we prepo equipment? Do we prepo the men? Do we, do we where, where do they go? And then you've got, of course, the housing. All right, so you've got these guys. Are they sleeping on concrete right now? Soldiers can sleep anywhere. I've, I've, I've slept in the mud, but the reality is uh, over extended periods of time, you have to find some means of accommodating their physical needs, and so then you have to have medical care. Do we have medical care on site? You're going to have to, not only for us, but for the refugee status individuals who are coming through the wire who have been sitting out there dehydrating in the sun, waiting for their chance to get out. It, it's it's a it's a logistical nightmare material command god bless you uh the the army uh the military runs on beans and bullets and we got to keep that in mind folks that's that's your community right here in this listening audience not only that but then you've got Aniston army depot and i don't know what their mission is right now but Anison army depot is a very cool place if you've never toured it it's it's pretty interesting but literally when vehicles break down range when they get shot up or blown up they send them to the Aniston Army Depot in Alabama to get fixed and retrofitted. I'm not going to be a bit surprised to start finding that certain things are having to be sent here to be retrofitted uh, and maintain the operation. But then you've also got the fact that, listen, how does it apply to you? Well, you've got to lean into your sources, folks. I'm going to tell you in a minute just a little brief update about Hamid, but I'm also going to tell you what I think it means for us politically. We're going to a short break right now. But when I come back from that break, I'm going to unpack for you what I think you can do in this time regarding Afghanistan. What can you do? There are things you can do, and what does it mean politically? Especially when you consider the 2022 elections are already underway. What does it mean? Well, I got some. I got some facts that are going to curl your hair, and I'm going to read them straight from a book called "Presidents at War," and I think you're going to find it very interesting. Phil Williams. Right Side Radio is solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll be right back after this. 770 AM 92.5 FM WVNN Phil Williams here hosting right side radio solid conservative and just plain right so I was talking a little bit before the last break you know and I was talking about Afghanistan and we are going to spend a little more time later in the show probably touching back on this because things are developing by the minute but I do want you to know that um, I do believe there's things you can do and it's going to depend upon you and your desire to do it now first of all let me tell you, as a former state senator, that yes, it really means something when constituents call. Now, I, I'll just tell you right now, what did not move me was, was pure lobbyist action. What did not move me was uh, the, the 150 emails I got from the exact same source, but they had a different name at the bottom of each one, those cut and paste emails. those didn't. The, but when I got the well-informed, well-reasoned call from a constituent, uh, that made a difference. Even if we didn't agree, the fact that they took the time to call, we would talk, sometimes we'd talk and sometimes we'd fuss, but not, you know, respectfully, I mean. And and I'll just be honest with you, that makes a difference. So I'm gonna tell you right now, folks, if you have a concern, even though Senator Tuberville um, and all of our US delegation, with the exception of uh, uh, Congresswoman uh, Terry Sewell, even though uh, they are, you know, Republicans and, 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 and probably believe in the vast majority of what I talk about on this show, like you do, It does not mean you can't call their office and provide emphasis. So I wanna encourage you, call the members of your US delegation. I mean, Senators uh, Shelby and and Tuberville, they have staff right here in the listening area. Their offices are in Huntsville. And so I'm just gonna tell you right now, you can look them up and you can communicate by email or phone call, and say what you wanna say about rescuing Afghan citizens or what you wanna say about urge the president to give the authorization to move outside the wire and get our Americans. Don't make them have to fight their way through the Taliban and the crowds. If you feel like there's something you can add to that discussion, add it. Because the more they hear from you, the more likely it will be for them to bring the kind of pressure necessary to make it happen. Does not matter that it's Republicans or Democrats. If you say nothing, nothing happens. And I'm just going to tell you, that that is one thing you can certainly do. Now, how is this going to play out in the end? You know, I, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Presidents at War by Gerald Astor. Pretty cool book. I'm still getting into it. But, but it, it literally summarizes what, you know, wartime presidents have been like in the 20th century into the 21st. And, and I did not realize this, because there's a foreword by former Congressman John Murtha, who was himself a decorated Marine from Vietnam. And he says in his foreword, and I didn't know this President Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972 in a landslide 520 to 17 electoral vote count. That's huge. But just two years later, by 1974, he was powerless. Because as Watergate unfolded, Nixon was virtually confined to the White House, he says. Even as the North Vietnamese were violating the Paris Peace Accords that Nixon himself had secretly authorized, he could not react because he had lost the support of the public. His approval rating by February of that year was down to 27%. And the weaker he became, the more the North Vietnamese ignored the peace agreements and then the House voted to impeach him in July of 74. Can you imagine? He swept in with the biggest mandate in modern times of any president Two years later, he was powerless because of his foreign policy decisions embarrassing the world on the public stage and because Watergate trashed him here on The Local. What I'm saying there is, and he goes on to say, Democrat and Republican members of Congress all thought Gerald Ford, his successor, was a good guy. But then he pardoned Nixon and his approval rating went from 75 to 54% in one night. And then what happened was this. They had midterm elections. And it says that 40 incumbents, 36 of them Republican, were defeated. In addition, 13 retiring Republicans were replaced by Democrats, and the House Democrat majority expanded from 56% to 67% in one election. Listen, folks, 2022 is coming up. 2022 is coming up. And I'm just telling you right now, what you're seeing unfold before your very eyes is the very thing that we should not let them forget come election time. Because the United States is being embarrassed on the world stage by a leader who's in office that has never led anything in his entire life. And what I just read to you right there was the flip side. It was a Republican who had all the mandate, the real mandate, anybody could want. I mean, in this election, we had... You know, allegedly, what, 84 million people voted for Biden and 78, I think it was, million voted for President Trump. That's a, that's a popular vote, very close margin. Electoral votes was, you know, a little spread, but nothing like Nixon. And two years later, Nixon is being drummed out of office and had to resign. Now, people, I'm just telling you, that's what the politics of destruction brings about. When you have something unfold that you cannot control, when you have something that gets so far away from you that the public can see every bit of it, and they don't even have the ability at that point to do any more than just say, bless his heart, always operating outside his gifts. Well, that all sounds well and good, but what it also means is it has impacts on everything else we do as a nation. And folks, I'm just telling you, 2022 is coming. And what I just read to you about Nixon, there's no reason in the world we shouldn't see that happen for us in 2022. Hey, Phil Williams here, Right Side Radio. We got my buddy Jeff Poor coming in right after the break, Talk about the Trump rally. Uh, that was an amazing event, over 30,000 people. I'll tell you when we get back why Charlene and I had good tickets and weren't able to go, but it was a good reason. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. Yeah.